5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are back today with another interesting person. And today I have my uh, fellow brother, Pastor Keith Kinslow. Tell us who you are, your background, what you're doing, um, and how you're doing. Well, good morning, Phil. Good to see you again. It's been quite some time. Uh, my name is Keith Kinslow. I'm the pastor, current pastor at Chatham Fields uh, Lutheran Church, located on at um, 8050 South St. Lawrence on the south side. Chatham Field, well, the community of Chatham is um, is a mix. We have a lot of apartment buildings, three, uh, three flats, six units, and we also have a lot of homes. It's an established community. Chatham Fields, uh, uh, our church, uh, consists of mainly uh, seniors, and the other portion of our congregation is Liberian. And so our director of music is from Liberia and is a pastor prior to my coming uh, on board. Pastor G, he was from, he's from Liberia. We um, worship about, I want to say 35 uh, to 45, 50 people per Sunday. We're in the process or in the midst, I should say, of change in terms of outreach to the community since um, I've come on board. I've made that a point of emphasis in terms of reaching out to the community. So last year, uh, we you're familiar with this uh, field. We had the big event, the back to school event where we blocked off the street and we had a, uh, we had a, um, our ministries in the middle of the street. We had a barbecue, uh, we gave away book bags and we had a great turnout prior to that in the last week of June, the You Can Do Youth, they had came out and we were able to um, do a lot of outreach and also had a barbecue. And uh, one thing I learned was um, always expect the unexpected. Let's just put it like this. When we had the uh, You Can't Do Youth out and we had the barbecue, the people that came weren't the people that one would expect to come. And, but we served them and we made people aware that uh, the you know, the Chatham is still open. The doors are still open and we're still there trying to serve the community. So relative to the um, pandemic, it's been a period of change in adapting. But in in that, um, as I, I was saying earlier, it has been a blessing. It has been a blessing. We've seen increase in our worship attendance and in our Bible study. It's relative to change. I'm learning as far as the technology and God is growing us. God is growing. He's growing. I know he's growing me in terms of making use of the uh, tools that he's made available to us. And so um, I've tried to make it a point of emphasis in my sermons that God is calling us to spend more time with him in prayer and to dig in his word. And we have no excuses because we're all shuttered in our homes and or apartment. What it comes down to, um, because I'll be preaching about this this coming Sunday, Ephesians chapter three, verses 14 through 21, God is calling us to strengthen our inner man by sequestering us in our homes, our apartments. So it's been a time of change, but it's also been a time of positive change in terms of our spiritual growth with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and with one another. That's um, long and the short of it. So how are you doing mentally and physically? Uh, what are you doing to try to, to you know, stay in the right headspace? 
Well, I've been married to a beautiful woman for um, this March 8th for 45 years, and um, she keeps me on the straight and narrow. So we've been praying more. We've been praying and having devotion more and, you know, challenging me. God has used used my wife, you know, to challenge me to be a better pastor. And um, she's truly my partner in terms of keeping me on track, making sure that I'm calling the people that I need to call and expanding uh, on relationships in terms of reaching out to people. And one thing I have, I'm, I'm, I got to get back to working out because I had been sick, but I'm trying to get back to working out and digging into the word more deeply. And as I said, learning uh, this new, uh, this technology that we have access to. Because prior to this pandemic, as I was telling you, I it was just uh, turn the computer on and uh, do PowerPoints and things of that nature. But uh, I'm learning. So it's been frustrating at times, you know, because you want to go outside and, and what have you. But um, it's also been a blessing. And that's been my focus when I've been, you know, praying and pondering what God is is uh, calling uh, Chatham Fields and the body of Christ to be doing with this time. So that that's that's a blessing. It, it's, it's been a blessing also where been able to slow down and to reflect. That's that's been that's been important because we also you know we're always well I got I got to keep this appointment I got to make this meeting I call these people call this person uh, this pandemic has allowed uh, afforded me a, an opportunity to slow down the only thing issue well one of the issues that I have um, I have a 15 year old granddaughter at home with us and you know they're doing the virtual learning she goes to De La Salle and so she's becoming antsy you know wants to go out and be with her friends we well her mother she brought her a puzzle she brought three big puzzles and some games so you know, we've been spending more time together, sharing meals together. It, it you know, it's it's been a lot of positive. Being shuttered, you know, it's it's been a lot of positives. I'm so happy, you know, that my my you know my kids and my my children and my and my granddaughter are here. So we don't I don't have to work. My wife and I we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to worry about them coming over and asking us for money. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, because everyone's here, you know, so it's been it's been more positives than than negatives. You know, we, you know, we have our moments of frustration, but I just thank God. I just thank God in a way for this pandemic because um, I'm seeing an increase, a significant increase in our attendance and worship and Bible study. So it's been a blessing. More more positives than negatives. So I know that you are a big fan of jazz. So are you t- taking the time to teach those young ones about uh, some smooth jazz? You know what? I, well, with my daughters, and my, well, my two daughters and my son, I don't have to teach them. They, 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 they know. They, they already know. I have, you know what? I kind of, re- kind of stepped back a little bit, you know, because I, I, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't want it to become an idol. And so I'm, I, you know, I'm more aware of that now. It's, I, I do go to YouTube. It's a it's a guy. It's, it's, they call him the jazz video guy, and he plays uh, tapes of uh, musicians performing. He has relationships with these uh, with these musicians. So I, I I've been doing that from time to time, but not as much. And you know, finances are always an issue. So I've been I've been very good on that. As far as like uh, my my wife, she'll remind me uh, we're out at Costco. Before the pandemic, I should say, you know, if I get like a hundred dollar iTunes card, you know, I just do it like on on my birthday or something like that, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, I've been, you know, I've been kind of 
prayerful about that. You know, I don't want it to become uh, an idol. So I've been trying to spend more time in the word and in prayer. Just, a, you know, just, just it's, it's really a blessing having your family around. You know, they, I'm going to be honest, yeah, they get on my nerves sometimes, especially my granddaughter, you know, coming in and uh, coming in the bathroom in a robe and pajamas still, you know, all over the floor, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, not, nothing, to, you know, to get bent out of, bent out of shape. Wow. It's been good. God is God has been good. God has been good, even in the midst of this pandemic. That's the point that I've been trying to make in my sermon. You know, I started off with peace versus anxiety. Last last Sunday, um, I, we went to uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11. We talked about God's plan, you know, that God still has a plan for his people in the midst of this pandemic. You know, I've been trying to relate my sermons in terms of giving them encouragement and reminding them, you know, that God is still present, you know, that things, that he's in control, that he's the final arbiter of how this, this pandemic is going to end. What is our part? Where do where are we at in this this big picture in God's story? I say go go to the book of Judges, you know, because we see that that we see this repetitive cycle of them falling back, worshiping, becoming like the world, the, the other tribes of people taking on their 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 customs and ways and not looking different, being a blessing, and God sending judges and and they're not listening, then they have to. God has to bring the hammer down on them and for them to to bring them back. So I've been pondering these issues. You know, is this what God is telling us? But I've been trying to, as I said, provide encouragement and to this shut-in gives us a time to focus on God. That's been the thrust of my sermons. You're a wise leader, and they're blessed to have you as shepherd of the the people there in Chatham. You think that there's something that God's teaching you specifically, you know, through this time that you wanted to share with people? Um, yes, priorities. Our priorities. Our, am I making God? Am I keeping Him first in in my life? Is this pastor? He was a pastor. He's moved on, but uh, he was a pastor then um, of New Life Celebration located in Dalton, Illinois. Doctor Reynolds. Uh, while I was there. Um, Trinity International University, New Life Celebration was a satellite of Trinity International University in Deerfield. Anyway, he used to tell me this, and I really, really understand what he was saying. He used to tell me, God strategically places people in our lives. And we, I think, let me just speak for myself. You need people in our, we need people in our lives to hold us accountable. It's a not too pleasant topic. Let's put it that way. But I try to keep in mind that I'm a sinner too, saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And so, as I was saying, uh, you know, my wife is that strategic person placed in my life to hold me accountable. Who better than the person that knows you the best? I just try to remain humble and try to listen to people and to find out where they're where they're at. I, I spoke to one of my members. It's been a while since she's been to church. She had she's had a hip surgery. She's given me wise advice in terms of outreach. And she was present in our Bible study. We're studying the book of Acts and we're in chapters 10 through 12. And she's so excited. And so I, I have to get a lesson over to her. And that, you know, those type of people, relationships keep me excited about being a pastor. Uh, this other lady, Miss Easter, I hadn't seen her 
prior to the uh, pandemic. And one of uh, my treasurers, she she called my wife who told me, you know, why don't you call Miss Easter? And I did. And it was a blessing, Phil, just to hear her voice. She has kind of a, a quirky voice. I always would make it a point when I saw her when we were meeting, you know, to come and uh, sit by her and we would talk. And um, she has two daughters. She's, you know, she's a senior. Those relationships, those relationships, unlike the younger members in the congregation, they, just me personally, you know, they value, they value uh, their relationship with their pastor. You know, it's been a blessing. It's no fun coming out to preach and you come out to the sanctuary and it's four or five feet. We're going to do what we need, what we've been called to do, you know, but for me personally, you know, it doesn't have, you know, I'm supposed to be preaching before thousands of people. No, 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 I'm not saying that, but people that it's important that the people come, you know, show up on worship and show up Bible study and Sunday school to encourage you, you know, their presence, in, at least it encourages me. You know, those relationships are key for me. I don't know if you, you Dr. David Schmidt, down at the seminary in St. Louis. I, I, I'm sure you've had a class with him. I but I, I had, Yeah, and I, I went to a continuing education in Wisconsin. It's been a few years back. We He spoke to me. We, we had a discussion, and he was it was about, you know, being an under-shepherd, pastoring your people, and he was telling me about learning your people's story. When I sit down with uh, these the, uh, the members, especially our seniors, they tell me their story. And it's good because it, it gives me insight in terms of how they got to where they're at now. You know, the good and the bad, you know, their strengths and, you know, their hopes and, their, you know, that they have. How does the gospel impact? How does God use us to remind them that it is God that has brought you thus far? I'm still excited about being a pastor and it's about the relationships for me. It's always been that not only with our members, but when you go out in the community, letting people know who I am and who we are, and, and most importantly, letting them know that, you know, that we're here to serve. No longer will we be residing within the four walls of this building because the people aren't going to come. We have to go out and go to them. It's about relationships. That's how people get open to change. I, I remember you talking about you going to a bar and you t- interacting with people. It's just our context now. You know, we have to build relationships, some sort of relationship before before we bring up the gospel. You know, we, before we start talking about Christ, we're in an urban context and that's just what it is. I'm going to just end it with this, sum it up, as far as my ministerial philosophy. I have, it, it's, I'm getting to White hairs are, cut, uh, are catching up with the black hairs on my scalp. Okay, and so it's this one, this this young couple, and my wife and I. We've been helping them out. And she just had a baby. They aren't married, but they're good people. You know, we prayed about them, and God told my wife and I, you know, that He wants us to go above and beyond in terms of ministering to them, and we've done that. At the end of the day, when just like the, my childhood pastor, when I when God calls me home, I want people to say, well, Pastor Kinslow did this. Pastor Kinslow did that. He showed me the love of Christ. That's the goal. That's my goal. As Paul, the Apostle Paul says, not looking at the things behind, but pressing toward the mark. You know, and so I want to finish the, the, the race strong. As I tell people, 
you know, in, in my sermons, it's not about, they're not going to be looking in your box, your casket, see how much money you had or how big was your 401k, your clo- the clothes in your closet. It's about what lives did you impact for the glory of God? That's, that's what we're trying to do at Chatham. Is, is, is it difficult at times? Yes. Do the people, pardon my language, get on my nerves sometimes? Yes. You know, when we, when we focus on God, when our focus is on God, we can move beyond that. We can move beyond the small stuff and keep focus on him. And that's what this, the long and the short of it, in my humble opinion, that's what this pandemic is, is, is about in terms of what God is telling us to refocus, to recalibrate, to reboot our thinking on him and our relationship on him. He's afforded us this time, so we are without excuse. Amen. Well, thanks, Keith. I appreciate your thoughts on that. I mean, kind of redirecting and understanding our priorities and even thinking about those moments that like really what it comes down to what's important and, and that's people. So I appreciate your your time and your your words. Um, I appreciate your friendship and uh, and know that that you are a light in your community. You're a light to your to your church and and keep doing that because i know that uh you got a lot of life left in you and you got a lot of things you know more things to share you know for for your neighborhood for your city and Mm -hmm. uh and to the people that are in your life we'll continue to pray for you and your family and Mm -hmm. and your church and and of course because we're in the same city we still pray for our city together so yeah Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I want to thank you, Phil. It's been some time, and say hello to your wife, Heather, uh, your kids. I pray. I'll, I'll be praying also for Tabor, and I know that uh, you are committed to uh, your congregation, the people of Tabor, in the surrounding community, in the in the community there. I know that God is going to continue to use you and your wife to impact that community for His glory, and so blessings to you and Tabor and to your family. Thank you. Appreciate it much. And we'll, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. (laughs) All right. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed listening to Keith today and hearing from his perspective on what he's learning so much and so many things that are important and key for all of us to keep in mind. So it might even be one you want to go back and listen to again and hear a couple of those points that are brought out. Next week, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back the following week, so don't worry. So until then, be well.